My name is Julie Kraft and I have bipolar 2 disorder. I'm Shaylee Hugendorn and I live with bipolar 2 disorder. I was diagnosed 10 years ago at the age of 36. I was told of my diagnosis and I remember being relieved but also terrified. I know um, the perceptions and the stigma that goes along with it. I started sharing my story about four or five years ago. I decided to come forward and start sharing. It's led to me meeting the most amazing people walking the same path. So we had talked about collaborating. My greatest hope is that others will hear our stories and feel less alone. We can offer insight and give the world a real life living example of what bipolar disorder can look like. This is bipolar. This is Bipolar. Hi everyone, uh, we are back. I'm Shaylee and this is Bipolar and I'm Julie Craft. Uh, for anyone just tuning in, if this is your first episode, um, we are both fiery, passionate mental health advocates. We are both living with bipolar two disorder and yes. we're just passionate about sharing our journeys, mm -hmm. um, offering insight, help, hope, um, whatever we can do to, you know, help others and bring more understanding to not only bipolar, but mental health, mental illness, yes. mental illness in general. Yeah. Yeah. No. And mental health as well. Um, yeah. We just, this episode, we're going to be talking about um, basically what not to say. And we um, wanted to do this one first because we are going to do th helpful things to say and do, but we wanted to do this one first because we just feel like it is so important to get out there. We, we know, and we're recording and we're going to play this during um, suicide prevention awareness month and just hearing um, from others we realize how important this is and how really not to exaggerate but how dire this is this uh, we have we're going to read them later but we have messages we on our Instagram we put up hey you know what uh, what have you experienced um, people saying or doing that has hurt you or that is um, harmful and not helpful? And that post blew up. We've probably had the most people answer that. And that signals to us that we have work to do. And um, we know that um, was reading, which is heartbreaking. Um, I just want to, before I give these stats, I just wanted to say that um, if you are someone that is triggered by um, the hearing the types of stories and things um, not to say, then please, please, please take care of yourself. If you have to stop or drink water, um, we would we would not want to to trigger you. So here are some um, bipolar suicide stats, and I I had a hard time with these. I probably I think. I've seen them before, but I think this year it just really hit. And I just, I just cried for a very long time. And, and then I just reminded myself that that's why we do this. That's why we do this because we, the biggest thing, we do not want people to feel like they're alone. And we want people, even if we don't know them, we want them to know that they are loved and we belong to each other. And even though I might not know you, my humanity and my heart is connected to yours. And so please, 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 even if you're someone today that has ideation or thinking about it, you are needed. You belong. So the stats that really, really um, upset me is that 20% of people diagnosed with bipolar, bipolar 1, bipolar 2, um, cyclomania, 20% die by suicide. And 20 to 60% of people living with bipolar, people like me and you, Julie, uh, have at least one attempt. So this, your words are really, really, really important. And before I start, I think that I just realized one of them, and I was very careful when I tried to say it, but one of the big ones 
um, that just came now was die by suicide. This is what we say. We yeah. don't say commit anymore. We can, people commit murder. People commit crimes. Dying by suicide is not a crime. It is the most heartbreaking thing. It is an outcome of a disease sometimes. And so please, 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 please change that language as soon as you can. Yeah. <sighs> and I'm just going to jump in too and just preface this entire episode mm -hmm. um, just by saying we're still learning. Yes. Um, I know in the past I have said things and done the wrong things and I don't want anyone out there to to beat themselves up. Um, we're, we're all learning. We're evolving. Yeah. I just don't want anyone out there to think that we've got it all together and yes. we've always known exactly what to do and say so and, yes. and you know when we were first diagnosed too not many people were talking about mental health they weren't sharing their struggles so I actually think it's amazing that we're able to even have content from all of our viewers and mm. be able to to know some of the things that are harmful it means that people have come forward people are sharing with others um and they have had responses that you know are not helpful. And I encourage, I encourage you, my bipolar folks, um, don't be afraid to to share this with your people. I I am sure they want to do the right thing because yeah. they love you. And so, um, yeah, it's our greatest hope that this is helpful. Um, what I thought we would do is uh, tell our stories. And I think we want to, Julie and I want to go back a little bit and talk about, well, it's back for us because it was 10, 11 years ago that um, we, we were diagnosed the same year. Um, what were the hardest or harmful or unhelpful things that people might have said or done when you were first diagnosed or when when you were first diagnosed and then also yeah when you were first diagnosed i'll ask you the next question in a minute i'm getting ahead of myself okay so i was diagnosed um same year as shaley so the spring of 2010 and i actually kept my diagnosis top secret for almost four years so i was definitely um you know shocked in the beginning i wanted to process it on my own and i didn't even know if i would ever share it with others so I didn't even know if I would give others the chance to respond or say anything. So it took me four years to yeah. finally come forward. I did it in a video. I posted it to YouTube and on Facebook, you know, go big or go home. Um, that's my motto. And, um, you know, I was terrified of the reaction, but some of, and I have to say, most of the response was amazing, but I did get a few comments that, were less than helpful and hurt. And so I think one of the most hurtful things or hardest to hear was, um, you're not bipolar, you seem fine. I mean, you seem like you have your act together. And if you're bipolar, then I'm bipolar. And uh, I've had time now to process it. But I think those comments to me, made light of a very serious condition and a very serious diagnosis that I had been given. And so for someone to instantly put themselves in the same category, all of their feelings, um, to lump them in with mine, um, really minimized it, minimized my suffering. And I just sat there and sort of said, oh, they really don't get it. They don't understand. And, you know, to their defense, it was, you know, a long time ago, we didn't have awareness days. Um, there wasn't as much awareness about bipolar back then as there is now. So, you know, I always try to give people grace. But if I had to pinpoint something that was very hurtful, um, it was that. And then um, in coming forward with my diagnosis, I was able to explain in that video that I posted just a few of the things that I struggled with. And some of the things are phone calls to this day. I'm not a phone person um, or spontaneous visits to my front door. And so I did share those things. But then I had people that even after hearing that would come to my front door, ring my doorbell, and I would just sit inside going, number one, there's no way I'm opening the door. And number two, didn't you watch the video and hear, you know, hear me talk about what I struggle with? It was just a sign that they weren't really listening or they really didn't care or maybe they thought they were the exception to the rule so of 
the hurtful things that I've experienced. Um, those are two of the initial ones. Now I'm very curious, Shaley, what about you? And I know, you know, yeah. you're going way back to 2010. I, number one, yeah. I want to know, were you able to share your diagnosis right away and get reactions from people? Or did you also wait? And then uh, absolutely, I'd love to hear some of the most hurtful things that you've experienced or had said to you. Yeah, I think mine might build on a, a few of yours. So I told people right away that there was something going on. Never, I didn't use a bipolar word for several, several years. It was a scary word. And I didn't think that it, um, I didn't think people would respond the way that I needed. And so I, unlike Julie, I went away for eight days. So you can hear in our past episodes, um, I went to emergency. Um, I wasn't a risk to myself or others. So I wasn't admitted, but there was a, um, uh, I keep calling it outpatient, but that means you don't stay there. It's like a short-term recovery place. And so when I got out, a few, a few people knew. I was open about my depression before. Um, and I didn't realize the other part was anxiety. So it wasn't like this shocking thing, but pretty shocking that I went away. And even though it wasn't the psych ward, the stigma of even just going away um, for mental health reasons is, um, is huge. I think it made a lot of people uncomfortable um, when I, when I talked about it. And so some of the least helpful things were what Julie said about the, I would never know, I thought you had it all together. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, you know, a friend saying that. And I also remember uh, a pastor saying that, like you help with ministry and da, da, da. how do you do all those things? And, and it, are you sure? And yeah. it yeah. just showed me the lack of understanding that you know, that there's this stereotype and, um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to interrupt because you just got me with the, are you sure I've heard that too. And really? Yes, we're sure because we're, I mean, we're not going to go out there and share a bipolar diagnosis if we're not sure, or at least I wasn't going to. All right, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. No, always interrupt. Um, (laughs) That's how we roll. Um, So, yeah, so I felt so then I also that really hit my identity, especially to like, in a church, you kind of like the pastor, right? And I thought, Oh, there you go. They're not going to let me run things or lead things. And, you know, I, I, I'm a teacher, I'm a leader, I'm a speaker. Like that's what I do. And I felt like, is that going to be all taken away from me? Yeah. yeah. Um, also pride wise, ego wise. I like the idea of people, you know, um, knowing that I can be a quite organized person and especially when I organize events and, and all the things. And so it felt like they were saying, you are not that anymore. So I'm already dealing with this new diagnosis and then having people tell, like, tell me I can't be, or I'm not who I was before. Yeah. Yeah. Even to the point of before, as I was asking to get a diagnosis and I'm still with my doctor and I love my doctor. He delivers babies. Like there's nobody's business mental health wise, you know, he needs some work um, and some more training. But I remember we brought stuff to him probably four years before my diagnosis and being like, I relate to a lot of this. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, there is no way you can be bipolar. You wouldn't um, have your degree. You wouldn't be able to be a teacher and you wouldn't be as good of a mom as you are. (laughs) And I was, so I dropped it. Yeah. Right. I dropped that, that diagnosis and suffered for four more years. That's heartbreaking. And yeah. And it just, it just really, really hurt. And then, um, and then I think it was um, friends trying to make me feel better or a friend, I forget if we were together in a group or whatnot, but saying, um, you'll get through this or, um, you know, like you can beat this kind of thing. Yeah. 
And I'm like, this is a like chronic yeah. forever unless there's a miracle illness, Yeah. right? Like this yeah. is not, I can't will if I had diabetes or what, I can't will it away. I can't yeah. be strong enough to, to conquer, right? And so that also instilled in something in me that's also how I stigmatize myself and others is that this idea of that we we should be able to right and or if we're if we're strong enough and I I'm very um you know I have my opinions and I um I'm trying not to say the negative word. I've been called aggressive and bossy. You know, the ones that they call the women, but actually yeah. the, men, the men are the leaders. I call it leadership qualities. Leadership qualities. Well. And yeah, and I'm I'm not afraid of, of speaking out or, or that kind of thing. And so I kind of prided myself in, you know, in the strong woman part. Yeah. And I felt like that was stolen in those few conversations. Yeah. So that is right away. And I wanted to build on um, something you said, because you talked about also what people can do yeah. or what people don't do or did thinking it yeah. was a good thing. Um, and I think this is key and really, really important is don't help how you think people need help. Oh, that's good. Don't help how you think people need help because a lot of times that'll come like out of sympathy and less empathy, right? And what you need isn't what I need. And if you don't take the time to understand what I'm going through, you're not actually helping. So that's one. So then the, on top of that, I would say, be aware of where you are in a sphere of the person's um, relationships, right? Yeah. Because I had, because word travels and, I'm, you know, and unfortunately world travels as pray for someone, which sometimes yes. we want to tell you what Shaylee's going through because this is mind blowing, right? We don't, we didn't know. And that kind of thing. Yeah. Good intentioned again, but we can't live with good, just good intention. And so um, I think finding out um, how, where you, where you stand, like if you're way out here and you just have seen me at church or just seen me drop off my kids at school and you don't know me very well. Yes, you can care hundred percent. You can. Um, but don't uh, think that like, don't try and get access, more access because you want to feel good about yourself, about helping. Right. If you're someone that's never messaged me or, <laughs> or asked me how I was before, I mean, this was before a lot of social media, but um, yeah, just be careful. I don't know if I'm explaining yeah. that, that properly. Like you could probably drop off like a meal, right? If you're someone that just knew me or, Hey, I heard or send a beautiful message, not expecting anything back. Yeah. Because yeah. I think what happens is even in the saying, you know, are you sure? Or those things is you're putting it on us to one, educate you. And two, when it's uncomfortable, we feel like, you know, especially if we have social anxiety, we feel like we need to make you feel better, <laughs> right? So this is like emotional labor for us. We're already struggling. I cannot take care of you. I can barely take care of myself. I cannot make you, you know, uh, yeah, I, I might not, as grateful as I am, I might not be able to scrapbook a beautiful thank you card. I can't, I can't yeah. get it. Yeah, I mean, I've actually turned away help because I don't have the energy for that conversation at the door, even to grab the meal that might be made for me and say thank you. Yes. And I think some people, unless you've experienced that, you don't really understand how tired or sad it or shame yet and that just answering the door or finding you a parking spot outside and then having you in for a couple minutes or sometimes you know people do I've been terrified that people will come to drop something off but they'll want to come in for a half an hour visit and like you said 
That is not something that we would be capable of. I mean, we might not have even made it out of bed that day. So it's and sad it's to think, but that has actually yeah. stopped me from yeah. accepting help from others. Yeah, exactly. And they seem, and I think what people don't understand, I think you need to be talking. If you're someone that, um, you know, doesn't have a mental illness, talk, find out about symptoms, ask people how they're experiencing it. Because yeah. if that's the case, um, especially if they're introverts or where they are, if they're in a depression, um, yeah, assume that you'll just drop it off. Yeah. One of the things that someone told me once and some people have done it um, for me before is like they get the re the um, like disposable or whatever containers or containers you don't have to return. Yes. Yes, that is huge. I never even thought about that. But yes, I mean, even that would be a reason to turn away a meal. Yeah, like if I have your beautiful casserole dish, I'm thinking you need it the next day. And that's I'm a thinking... coffee date or me driving and having to park somewhere, or that's a phone call to you to find out how, yeah. Ooh, light bulb moment. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> someone did, someone had told me that before and someone did that for me. And I was like, wow, like that, that is helpful. That's a, yeah. a little thing. Like, so and helpful. then I don't have to like, you know, what if it's something, what if I can't eat right now? So I want to put it in the freezer for a yeah, while exactly. or whatever. It just the least amount of work or emotional energy, because we're using up all that energy to survive. Yeah, right? it is. It is. I am not being dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it, me neither. It, it, and another good thing. I mean, we're still living um, in the times of COVID. <laughs> yeah. So there are different restrictions depending on where people live, yes. but even a gift certificate to, you know, Uber Eats or, you know, just a gift certificate for a food delivery. So then when we're up for a food delivery or when it's a good time, we can use that. That's another great option because yeah, you can well, even send someone like me that doesn't yeah. cook. Yeah. Yeah. I cook things in 20 minutes. So yeah. <laughs> Shaley's fancy feasts, frozen feasts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's just one other idea that I'll throw out there in case someone's out there going, I want to help. How can I help? So yeah, yeah great. And point. I think this slides into one of the things, one of the powerful things that, um, you know, kind of resonated or with us. And we were like, yes, yeah. what that response really hits home is, um, you know, a friend mentioned, don't, you know, let me know if you need anything. Yeah. Okay, this isn't like one of the, like, we are going to talk about one of the horrible don't ever say things, but this is one, like right now, I think, I think we're kind of in the talking about the tricky ones right yeah. now, like the ones that are well-meaning. Just to explain a bit more. And for me, this is mostly when I'm in a more depressive episode. Um, we don't even know sometimes what we need. So to have that thrown out you'll probably never hear from me. Number one, I wouldn't feel comfortable actually articulating what I might need. And so kind of like you were saying to just throw out, you know, um, I'm here for you. If you need anything, let me know. Nine times out of 10, we're not going to let you know. I don't want anyone out there to feel bad, uh, you know, for yeah. having yeah. said to someone, you know, let me know how I can help you because I've done it all the time. I think I did it a yeah. couple of weeks ago and I, I, don't always jump to the next step of taking the time to think about something specific. Yeah. And, and then I imagine guess, they ask you and you don't, you, you, yeah. yeah. And you don't like, that would be really crummy. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll also get, I mean, just whoever's watching, just make sure you catch the next episode yes. because we'll piggyback onto this, but you yeah, know. sometimes choices are hard and if you don't suffer from depression, it would be hard to realize that the smallest decisions, the smallest tasks seem overwhelming and unsurmountable when you are depressed. Anything from getting out of bed, picking out your clothes and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to describe, but unless you have experienced that, it's really hard for someone outside to just realize how, you know, even answering the text getting yeah. back to someone that's offered is, is a struggle. Yeah. 
we're beating ourselves up for all the things that we aren't doing or should be doing already. Don't add something, right? Like, oh, I didn't text them back. Oh, I should, I should, I should, right? We're already um, so harshly judging ourselves and our brain is tricking us to think of all the terrible things about ourselves. Um, It is easy to add to that pile. So try to not add to that pile. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about a few things that we could do that and we'll like you said next episode we'll talk about the more helpful things you could do even yeah. though we touched on that it all mixes together it does um, <laughs> um i would like to hear more like you said one or two a couple more things um that each of us have have experienced or heard that are hurtful and then um i would really love to eventually read out some of um, and honor some of the people that came forward and and told us things so a couple of things even up until now that have um that hurt are the phrasing of certain things like are you sure you can handle that is that too much for you and as much as it could be true it makes me feel so little. Yeah. And uh, that one is huge. There's different ways that I'll say in the next episode of how to ask that same question um, and get to the answer that you're looking for without um, making me feel like a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think also um, you are so brave and da, 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 is be- can be beautiful, yeah. but also recognize that I don't have a choice. Yeah. Right? So that one's tricky because I, I, it makes me feel really good when people say you're brave for sharing because that is something I'm doing, but I'm not just yeah. brave. I, I have an illness. Like I, I have to figure out to, to live every day. So that would be depending on how, how, they, how they say it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, oh, I just thought of one. What was the other one? You'll get it back. You go and then I'll think of it because it's probably genius. Um, let me see. Well, and then I can go into the whole, you know, I, my father was a pastor, so I grew up in the church. I had a lot of shame about the amount of anxiety um, and depressed feelings I was having because, you know, I self-stigmatized and I thought, you know, is, is this just a question of a lack of faith? Do I need to read my Bible more? Um, and so within the church, unfortunately, you know, years back, I have had, you know, people say, you know, um, should you be spending more time in the word or, you know, praying a bit more? And, you know, as we know, it's not a spiritual issue or condition. It's a very real physical and biological condition. And so it's, it's not a sign of a lack of faith or a need to read a Bible more. So those are very hurtful things. Um, thank goodness there is more awareness now um, in faith communities about mental health. And, um, let's see other hurtful things. I think mostly because I have come forward and I've been so specific in sharing all the things that do stress me out. So grocery shopping, phone calls, um, spontaneous visits, um, change in plans. Because I have been so specific, I still get people that will do the direct opposite. They will do things, um, you know, and so I guess I just keep needing to explain to them. So, you know, for example, if I'm having a coffee date with someone and I've already explained to them, don't change the plans at the last minute, because if we're going to so-and-so cafe, I have already played it out in my head, what I'm going to order, where I'm going to sit, you know, the layout of the restaurant. And so to switch it up 10 minutes before the coffee date and said, you know, let's meet down the street instead. That sends my entire world and my brain for a loop. And so I think when I feel that people don't really listen and they don't take the time to understand it. It's really hard for me. You know, when I have a phone call coming in, I'll actually say to the phone, 
I'm not picking up. Don't you know? Don't you know not to go? Like, it's like a direct violation, but. It feels aggressive, right? Feels yes, and I want to shout, and then I get upset, and I get resentful, and then I find myself getting upset and angry, and, you know, I need to take a deep breath, too, and under, and, you know, remind myself that for that person, a phone call is an expression of love and friendliness, and they might not be thinking from it, you know, about it from my perspective, so I think yeah. that always seems to be the hardest for me and then you know I did have one comment someone after I came forward they said well which Julie was the real Julie oh which Julie did I know and I felt Ouch. like it sort of canceled out the person I was before and I wanted to shout it's all been me you know and I I have this condition I have some days that are better than others and I struggle but it's all me it was me before and it's me now and so you know, I instantly felt like they would only take, you know, this part of me and not all of me. So, yeah. I mean, I could ramble on with a million examples, but I'd love to hear a few more of yours. And hopefully people that are listening and watching will also, yeah. you know, maybe identify with some of the things we've been through and they'll know that they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, your few things you said um, sparked some things in me. And one of the things too, and please, please know that we both still go to church. We're both yeah. still believe Absolutely. those kinds of things. So I don't want to feel like terrible after that I'm attacking faith communities. It's just yeah. that we've been so uh, deeply affected ourselves in good and bad ways. Yeah. Um, and also a, a lot of work I like I do in writing for different blogs and things like that are for, um, you know, education for faith communities and how we can do better. So I'm kind of seeped in it um, that way. And so I really think it's, I think we get scared to talk about those things again, because it's like, oh, those are leaders or, oh, yeah. we don't want to tarnish the church or whatever. That gets us into trouble, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I can talk about the good things too, but I'm I don't want to always have to preface, you know, and go on, you know, yeah. oh, uh, uh, hold it lightly because it, it can be um, a really hard thing. And it's actually, and you'll be able to probably tell in the podcast, it's one of my, one of my deepest wounds are from people in the church, but that's also because that's a majority of my people. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense, but it, it is a larger thing. It's not just me and Julie and it, it's like been studied now. Um, if you're a person of faith or in a faith community or work in a church or in um, a leadership setting, uh, you have a huge responsibility to be aware. I think there should be mental health training and everything and trauma-based um, yeah. uh, uh, teaching and not just giving you know someone that's a leader, hey, you can run this mental health group and they could be doing worse yeah. anyways what I was trying to get to is the word and it's so powerful to have um language to put around your experience because then you know other people have had this or that this is like to me it makes me feel like it's more legit and not just angry Shaley yeah <laughs> right? yeah and there's actually a word that's called spiritual bypassing and Ooh, what that means yes what you'll know as soon as I explain it um what that means is, uh, and some of the, um, I think this ties into what a lot of people were saying, is giving uh, positive things or saying uh, verses or, um, you know, how you should be as a Christian or a woman of faith, that's spiritual bypassing because you're, you're putting these um, things out to do with the church or God or um, trying to, to switch the, almost the focus and it takes away from the experience, right? You think that you're giving words of encouragement by maybe giving a Bible verse or those kinds of things, um, which would be encouraging if I asked you for it. Yeah. But it's much things like you have the joy of the Lord or um, do not be anxious in, um, for anything. Right, yeah. Um, those kinds of things it's called spiritual bypassing when you just like ignore the problem or kind of put the person over here and same with what you were saying, like yeah. pray enough, da, 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 right. Um, you know, 
we always say this, we believe in miracles, but chances are we're going to live with this for the rest of our lives. So please, please try to understand it. And I think that that's, um, yeah, if you don't understand it, say you don't understand it. Don't try. Right. Yeah. And like, uh, what you were saying too, is I, uh, one of the ones you said earlier is trying to mentally, you can try and put yourself in my shoes, but, um, it actually takes away from my experience. Um, when you're trying to relate your regular stress or your regular moodiness or, or with mine, because it immediately shuts me down because I have no more language to be able to explain to you. And I have no energy to convince you. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I learned about, if you haven't heard of that, go read up about it. I have, you know, am guilty of spiritual bypassing. And just the fact that it has a term means that it's happening a lot. Yeah. And yes, we've gotten better, but it's still there. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, for all communities, we will, we all want to learn how to love each other and show up for each other better. And I think that, um, you know, the toxic positivity, it's basically like toxic positivity, but in the church, um, uh, in different ways. And I'll also jump in there and say, you know, my faith is stronger today than it's ever been. And I think sometimes we look to people in the church and expect them to be perfect. And we just have to remember that. I mean, we're all just living life and we all have our good days and our bad days. And so we shouldn't put anyone up on a pedestal because we all have times that we struggle. And I have my favorite Bible verses that I go to and take comfort in, but I also have questions and I have some days where I'm, you know, angry and I question why certain things have happened. I don't have all the answers, but I'm so encouraged by certain strides that I see. And I know a few nonprofit organizations have actually recognized the need for more education around mental health. And there was something else that came to mind. Um, I think when people uh, um, compare, like, well, you have bipolar disorder, but at least you have a roof over your head and you're not hungry or you're not out on the street. So it's almost this comparing you know, or you don't really have a reason to complain. And just because someone else might have it worse doesn't mean you're not allowed to feel all your feelings and have your moments of feeling discouraged. And so I don't think we should ever compare our own struggles to anyone else's. And if we're coming in from the outside, I mean, nothing, nothing, well, a few things, but you know, one thing that really gets to me is if someone completely minimizes what I've shared with them and says, well, Hey, you know, snap out of it. Be thankful. Look, look at all the things you do have. I mean, in that moment, it doesn't change the fact that I'm really struggling or I'm having a hard time seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's another, you're having a hard time as a listener person, understanding that our, (laughs) our person that we love, you know, Dr. Brene Brown um, writes a lot about comparative suffering. Yeah. And you know what, if it was, um, if it hurts you, it hurts you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. If it was traumatizing to you, even if to someone else, they might not, it was. Yeah. I, I mean, I went through a breakup. It crushed me to my inner core. I honestly believe that that was one of the moments of my life that sort of, um, really brought on, you know, the symptoms of my bipolar. And I mean, other people, they go through breakups all the time and they're fine with it. But, you know, for whatever reason, that for me was so hard. Yeah. I mean, I struggled deeply. And you know, I have the same experience. (laughs) Anybody that's a really juicy episode um, (laughs) to go back to. Yeah. I think it's, we called it breakups and breakdowns. Yeah. And yeah feel so deeply and I think you had mentioned earlier in this episode we replay conversations we you know have obsessive thoughts about things that we've done and said and so to someone else it may seem like you know oh you shouldn't still be thinking about that that was nothing no we we really are still thinking about that and And it's not a choice like our brain like I'll be thinking this is not true, but my brain is like hammering, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So definitely, definitely, definitely. And I think that that's why, that's why our words are so important because we will hold on to them, um, you know, for, for a very long time. So we want to um, get to some of your, um, as many as we can of your comments, because as we said before, it was a landslide. And to me, that means there's a need. And um, uh, I haven't had a chance to respond um, because it was just yesterday, but I just want to say to everyone, thank you. Thank you. We see you. You are not alone. And honestly, I I just want to on behalf of humanity, (laughs) I want to say I am so sorry that someone said that to you. Yeah. So sorry. And I'm so, I'm so hurt for you. Yeah. And I hope that you can, yeah, talk about it or find some way to heal um, from some of these words. Yeah. And I hope you find this episode healing. And I will say, reading these, Almost all of them, I think Shaylee and I have both heard. And so just knowing that you've also experienced what we've, it helps us just as much. I think we started this podcast blog to help others, but really, yeah, we get just as much back from everyone else and hearing your experiences. I mean, it really is, we're all connected. So thank yeah. you. And it's interesting that you said that because the answers to this one like because even though they're negative and hard they were um I just felt my shoulders relax yeah and just the me too the power in the me too right okay so yeah. you have some I do I have some do you want hang to- on let me make sure I've got the right order oh you sent me a lot thank you everyone all right. Do you want me to just start firing some? Yeah, off? I think so. Let's just uh, read some and then we'll, we will wrap it up because you know what your guys' yeah. words are. I need to be quiet and listen to y'all. Yeah. And I, and as I read these out, I think there will be so many that we touched on, which means we really all have a connection and shared experiences. So here's one. What do you have to be sad about? Get it together. There's no reason for you to be feeling this way. Mm -hmm. do you want me to keep going (laughs) yeah do yours and then I'll you're so negative I can't deal with your beep today (laughs) Mm. I love it not in the I have my own way ignoring my attempts to communicate and be social ask if Mm. I've been taking my meds Ooh, I've I've actually been asked by a lot of people including my husband today and you're like and I will say I'm going to give my husband a free pass because uh, there have been times where I might have forgotten. (laughs) Yeah. And it's been a legitimate concern, but to immediately jump to a a comment or a bad day is that. So we are with you in that. Yeah. Um, All right. I'll read a few more. Everyone has anxiety. It's okay. It really waters down and invalidates how it's not okay. (laughs) I'm 100% with this. Um, Well, I've been feeling a little down as well. Um, You'll feel better tomorrow. Maybe I won't. (laughs) So, and I'll read one more and then I'll pass the baton over to you. Um, Well, you're only feeling this way because you're choosing to. And yes, I've heard happiness is a choice. Look on the bright side. (laughs) Don't you think I would if I could? Look at me. Exactly. Exactly. And I know that most people don't have any malicious intent. They're trying to say and do the right thing. But this episode is just all about heads up. This isn't the best choice of words. So we hope that anyone watching doesn't take it in the wrong way. We're just trying to spread more awareness and be helpful. Can you tell that we're worried that people think we're too negative? Yeah, I just don't want anyone to think that, you know, we're, yeah, I mean, we're, we're right in there. I think I've probably said all of those things at some point or another, but, but I think this is so important. I I think it's important to talk about, because that's another thing we're so self-conscious about being negative. And I mean, I now, 
Yeah. And I now, I mean, even, you know, with people close to me, I, you know, I'll be tempted to compare or say some of these things. And now I stop myself. Most of the time, it's just better if I just zip it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I'll say it in the next, no, I'll just say it. So one of the, my new responses to some of those are, what do you mean by that? Ooh, that's good. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean by that? Because sometimes when they explain it could sound better or also it helps. We say things without thinking too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm so um, excited to hear even more. Go for it. Yeah. There's a theme, right? Some of these are going to be the same. Yeah. There's people out there worse off. Don't be silly. And this person says, I just want people to validate my feelings. Yeah. We're with on here. Have you taken your meds? You you just need to work harder, pray harder. Um, You know, uh, you're not doing, oh, this one, you know, it doesn't seem like you're trying to help yourself. (laughs) I'll just be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting worked up over here. Um, Sorry, I'm reading them ahead of time. Uh, They're so good. They're all good. Walk, eat healthy. Um, I don't like, oh, this person says, I don't like the loose usage of mental illness jokes. For example, I'm so bipolar today because dot, dot, dot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, when people say, I didn't ask you to do this, that, or the other thing because I knew you wouldn't like to, you know, with your depression and all. Someone says, just stop it already. Yeah, okay. Good one. We never thought of that. <laughs> this is the worst, okay? I'm ready for it. I'm braced. Okay, it's the worst it, for me. It gets okay. me going. Is It's not like mean, but it's just like chill or chill out. <sighs> and I love the meme that says, when in the history of the world... Does someone chill out when you tell them to chill out? Exactly. Like never. Thank you. Uh, cheer up. Put a smile on it. Smile on on it. No. And the person says, no, I can't. I can't get out of bed. Um, just try to stay positive. Toxic positivity. I love what this person says. I don't need to be told positive or little sane. Sometimes it's all I can do to get through the day. Yeah. Yeah. Other people have worse problems than you. Ah, there we or, go. Yep. I had a friend that had that and they did this blank and they're all better. Yeah. Um, did you know, have you heard, tried essential oils? Ooh, yes, I've heard that. And, or, and some of these things might actually be helpful. very helpful and things that we could try, yeah. but. But I, telling us, so here's the thing. And I yeah. heard. Glennon Doyle talking about this on her podcast, you can do hard things. And she was talking about, especially, um, you know, uh, people with mental health disorders and people that struggle with their mental health, empaths, deep feeling people, we're not dumb. We know solutions. That's not what we're asking you to do. She said, what we need is people that are relentlessly committed to um seeing witnessing and honoring your pain yeah as as julie's saying the things and as i'm saying the things um you might want to go to the vlog and check out our faces very animated (laughs) we are very animated oh here this person also says have you done xyz with your crystals maybe you're not meditating right i struggle i have just after 11 years been able to meditate and it's only because I do one-on-one yoga via zoom with a yoga instructor that's a friend because I show up because she's there right and I'm quiet while she um, does some mindfulness and that's 11 years that yoga and mindfulness and stuff like that for me if you can try it and it works but for me because I'm so anxious And like coloring and I I joke like those things actually make me anxious because I'm like, am I doing it right? Um, You know, uh, and uh, I should be able to get rid of these thoughts. And I know they tell me just let it float by or whatever. And I'm not against yoga. And now I do it. And it's like so helpful. But some of these things are just not. So it just reminds me 
that I'm, you know, again, that I'm failing if I'm not doing these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just saying that it's demeaning it. Cheer up. Um, oh, this one says, this is interesting. This yeah. is what the person yeah. says. You're still dealing with that mental thing. And then she says to her, she wants to say, you mean my lifelong disease? Yeah, still there. Yeah, still there. You got to take better care of yourself. And this one is hard because because I talk to a lot of people, you know, that are, are in unwell situations and not on a healing journey or don't have plans and are are just trying to figure things out and there's um some people that I know really well and I've inside gotten frustrated and been like oh you know yeah like frustrated being like wishing they could were well enough to do the thing so I get it that people get that love us get frustrated with us all that being said yeah I think we can sum it up by saying yeah don't give advice right yeah don't relate unless you have uh, also have the similar mental health diagnosis. Yeah. Right. right? And always empathy over sympathy. Yeah. 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 And don't stop. Don't give up and walk away from us. <laughs> this, this might sound demanding, but it's not. It's just us sharing openly and honestly about the things that are hard and the things that can hurt and the whole goal is you know to offer insight um to encourage those of us that are struggling but also to encourage and offer help to anyone living alongside because yeah because we love we we know most people that are close to us we know your heart yeah yes that's love you know we love you we actually just want to help um people better show up for each other yeah yeah and i know in my different year, like over the years of advocacy, it's, it's a very common topic that I'll get, you know, how do I best support someone? How do I reach yep. out and help a friend? And I know part of that is just as much knowing, you know, the things that aren't as helpful. So, yeah. 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 And so, um, we are, excited to share the next episode um in a in a few weeks that just talks about all the beautiful things that have been said if you're someone that's like feeling oh no at the end of this what do i do what do what do i say there uh, go back on our instagram because a lot of these things are said right there Um, we ask the question and I think it's going to be something that I'm going to regularly monthly um, put in there so we can keep this conversation going. So yeah. And don't lose heart. If you're sitting there now saying I've said and done all the worst and wrong things, there is another episode coming very soon that, that you'll definitely be interested in tuning in because we're going to share the flip side and it's, it's going to be fantastic. So yeah. Yeah. So Keep showing up for us. This is Bipolar. This is Bipolar.